My next guest, she went through what many of us entrepreneurs did and are still doing today, pivoting from one career to another, and that takes strength. One year ago this month of March, Christine Terrio was furloughed from her job. She had worked in the hotel industry for 18 years after pursuing her undergrad studies, a bachelor's in hotel management. The announcement and shift happened so quickly and she had one week's notice that the hotel would be closing its doors temporarily. Now around the same time, she had taken interest in learning about autoimmune disease because at that time she had a friend who had been recently diagnosed and Chris was eager to find out a solution to help her friend avoid thyroid surgery. This journey led Chris down a path of holistic health and wellness, something she had always been interested in. Chris enrolled at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, IIN, the world's largest nutrition school, and earned herself a certificate in health and nutrition coaching. She soon thereafter created her own business, Simply Living Journey, and began to offer one-on-one wellness programs to help women take a holistic approach to nutrition and health, ditch those diets that just don't work, prioritize themselves, and build healthier and happier lifestyles. So how does one go from hotel management to health and healing? Well, Chris Terrio will explain it, and it was simply about being led by the gut, figuratively and literally, and having the right mindset. Welcome, Chris. I'm so happy to have you on my next episode, episode number 10. You know, it's quite serendipitous of us uh, to meet through a mastermind course. And I'm so happy that we did. It's because we joined a group, and we're going to talk about that on Facebook, a private group to reach out and connect, learn as podcasters and entrepreneurs how to pitch not only just pitching our business, but our personal brand. For me, it was learning how to pitch to guests. It was an easy sell for me. I just had to ask you guys. So let's dive in, shall we? This is right in line. Your story is um, just in line with what I have been promoting all throughout my podcast. The story about entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and professionals who've been able to dig deep and pivot and shift. For you, is it quite dramatic because you went through um well you did what we all did uh this year we faced a lot of fears but stood true in in our why and our purpose maybe even discovered what that purpose really was and I think COVID-19 was that pivotal point would you agree in that we kind of had to you know before COVID we were always saying it was going to take a real traumatic event to wake us up and now we are waking up and I find that in hearing your story it was that in a sense a wake-up call yeah I feel like it was the universe telling us to really you know seek clarity and and spend time with ourselves and and really it was for me it was a year to slow down and really focus you know, not on what I couldn't control, but what I could and what I wanted and how I wanted to spend, you know, the time. Um, just a little backstory. I've been in hotels for 20 years. I have a bachelor's in hotel management. So for us, obviously, during the pandemic, 
you know, it was the most devastating experience and the most, you know, significant change for me was, you know, what am I going to do with my time? How am I going to spend it? And that's exactly how I looked at it is how do I want to spend this time? And I looked at all the choices I did have, definitely looking at it from, you know, a positive space and looking at it from, you know, almost a blessing in disguise, like giving us this time to really, you know, sit with ourselves. And for me, it was personal development and learning and um, reconnecting with my purpose, I think. So that was, that's where I spent most of my time. I was, you know, reading books and for me, it was health and wellness and just following that path and that passion. And if I might, it was simply about being led by the gut, literally and figuratively. So let's just jump in here. Take us through that journey. Um, as a woman entrepreneur, you know, and, and following that strong entrepreneurial spirit, we need to thrive. Clearly, it wasn't going to happen in the, in the hospitality industry amid all the pandemic chaos, perhaps. You, I don't know, tell, just take us through that journey. Sure. Well, in the beginning, I was, you know, I was reading and I was kind of looking at different, and I was watching different documentaries. And the one thing that stood out to me was Brené Brown. And, and she had, you know, one of her, I think it was on Netflix, she had said, you know, we live in this world with a million people in the cheap seat, in the cheap seats, who are the first to be the critic without ever daring to get in the arena. And she said, you know, don't be the knower, but be the learner to get it right, you know, double down on the armor, let go of your fears and be vulnerable and get in the arena. And that's what I did. I said, I have to put myself in the arena. This is my time to try something new and to, and to see where it goes. And, you know, if I fail, I'll learn from it and I'll move forward. And, and that's kind of what I did. I, I um, came across the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. I enrolled in, in their health coaching program and I became a certified health coach in 2020. I crazy. Yeah. And I created Simply Living Journey, which is, you know, my, I never thought if you asked me last year that I would be an entrepreneur, I would have said, you're crazy. Like <laughs> it wasn't in my, it wasn't in my, in my mind yet. And the fact that I'm doing it, you know, it just, it kind of takes away all those I can'ts and it, and it, and I questioned, you know, what can I do? And I made them the I can'ts. I changed the script. Um, oh, I and I just, and I just did it with, you know, one step at a time, you know, not putting too much pressure on myself to do it all at once, but letting the universe kind of, you know, lead me down this course and, and be patient and, and give compassion to myself and kind of let it evolve as it should. And that was a hard lesson for me because, right, you want to be able to do everything and you want to do it now and you want to know everything. And I'm like, I have so many books I want to read and so much I want to learn, but you have to do it one at a one thing at a time. Right. And that's what I also in my health coach program, you know, is what I talk about with my clients is, you know, when you're trying to develop more healthier habits, you have to do it one step at a time and you have to be patient with yourself and you have to have compassion for yourself and know that it's, you know, a process and it's a journey. 
And, you know, it's just come full circle for me this year. It's been a really exciting year for me. And I can't, you know, even with all the loss of 2020, you know, I just kind of came out of it with more excitement, um, kind of standing in my purpose, standing in what I enjoy doing. And I can't wait to see how this really unfolds for me over the next few years. Wonderful. So what was it like, or, or how did you come about when you came to that suddenly re sudden realization that the hospitality business and your role in hotel management wasn't gonna work? There, it was clearly you needed a shift. Uh, I took it as the universe giving me a wake up call to just say, it's time. It's time to do something different. It's time to really, you know, dig deep and, and find what really fulfills you. And though I, I did find fulfillment in, in travel, like I, I remember I joined hospitality, you know, through my experience with Disney and wanting to create moments for people and wanting to, you know, create these experiences for people. It, that was why I signed up. It wasn't for the travel perks. It was more to create these experiences because I had such a great um, experience as a kid growing up and going to Disney and even working for them. I worked for them for a year during, um, during college. So, um, you know, it, it's definitely, it was something that is part of my identity. It's part of who I am. And now I said, well, how can I help people in a new way? And I said, what better way than to help them in their everyday lives feel more healthy and more better and happy. I mean, when we're healthier, we're happier. Mm -hmm. we're not in pain, we're not in discomfort, we feel better. Um, so why not, you know, it just made, it just made sense for me to go down this path and really, you know, I had nothing to lose by going, going for it. Right. That's such a beautiful philosophy. You are, you stayed true to something you believed all along and it just sort of came to fruition in a time of great crisis and in great need. Yeah. I love Brene Brown. I'm glad you mentioned her. She truly is one of those feisty motivators to get us all off our butts and she, just go I for it. Vulnerability queen. She is the vulnerability queen for sure. And she's taught me so much. Mm -hmm. You know, she's, I, I always, you know, for a long time I hid in the shadows and I, you know, I hid in my fears. Um, but this has, this year has been pivotal for me because I never thought I would even be on a podcast or speaking I have a fear of public speaking so I'm like oh no this is not for me but I've just embraced this change and I've embraced being comfortable with being uncomfortable yes oh my goodness <laughs> that's an expression I say often to my clients get comfortable with being uncomfortable and we hear it from so many of our, our great motivators like Brene Brown Mel Robbins Kathy Heller, the author of Don't Keep Your Day Job, which I think is very fitting for you and I in this situation, particularly the story you're telling us. It really is, there's a new um, conversation as professionals around demonstrating and showing up in our true self, showing up and being real to other people, to ourselves, and embracing vulnerability because there's courage in being vulnerable. Even if that is jumping on a podcast and speaking, it takes a vulnerability, but I tried to tell everyone, but it's your backstory. 
that makes you authentic and it's the backstory that will attract your tribe. So thank you for coming on the show to tell your backstory because I really want to help people connect and make those those deep brand reaches with their with their audience and demonstrate, hey, I've been there. I it's real to me. I know your pain and I have a solution. Yeah. yeah. Definitely that connection to, oh, I've been there and I've felt that and I've thought that and that's what really connects us to want us to grow that relationship is that um, it's just that mutual, whether feeling or thought um, that has come up for us saying, I've been there, even I've been there, can you, and I'm still there, can you help me? And how did you do it? And, and it's just, it's nice to like be able to help each other, right? There are a lot of lessons I learned this year that I wish I learned 10 years ago, I say, but you know, with, with everything comes time. So I really just enjoyed this process of, you know, having this time to really connect with myself and learn and grow myself and also be able to help others. And, you know, in, in part of letting go of 2020, it was letting go of, you know, attaching my identity to hotels and then letting go of the fear of failing and making mistakes and really embracing change and trusting the process of, you know, trusting in the universe. Because I do believe the universe has our back. When we put our energy out there, I really do believe that the universe has our back and I've seen it come to fruition for me in so many ways, um, just trusting the process. Give us an example. Talking with you today. Very true. <laughs> This is very true. You know, instead of worrying about how am I going to get clients or how am I going to do, how am I going to put myself out there and do things, you know, a little bit differently because of COVID, you know, there's, there's a different kind of networking ability now. Um, I started speaking on Clubhouse and I started, you know, having conversation on Clubhouse made it more comfortable for me to have conversations on a podcast. Um, and that's where we met is the plug and pitch program with Jacqueline Malone. And, yes. you know, that I had gone into that program just to learn, just to see what it was about, just to see if it was something I was interested in. I never expected to walk away with an opportunity to be a guest on a podcast. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm blessed that that's come to fruition and I've been part of that dream. Yeah. And you know, I even had, a, you know, a few friends reach out to me with opportunities to pitch in their networks. And Wonderful. it's just been, you know, it's just been a great experience of letting go of expectations, letting, you know, stop trying to force anything and just seeing what comes. The more, the less pressure I had on myself, the more opportunities came for me. Yeah, so that is, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was going to bring that up as we talked about our this community and connection, because I have discovered in um, my journey to start a podcast, wouldn't think I was going to do this in 2021 after the pandemic, but you're right. It was like the universe just tapped me on the shoulder and I said, okay, girl, it's time. You've been preparing for this your whole life, whether you realize it or not, but your thoughts and your energy have been investing in this. And so here we are talking. So in that sense of community or that community that we joined, there was an energy and a sense of connectedness. So it would just click. Well, it made sense to reach out to the same gals, the same group of community gals and guys 
that we're trying to learn how to pitch to be on podcasts. And I'm like, bring it on, come to my show, because my job is to tell your backstory so that you can connect with your customers. That's all I love to do. And in doing so in those backstories, people are gonna get some hope for themselves. And you've given so many, like just letting go of that identity and letting go of that attachment to who we think we are. I wanted to ask you a question though, about that experience that we had in Jacqueline's group and the plug and pitch, that experience, that five-day experience, what's the biggest takeaway that you learned from having a community? So the biggest takeaway I would say was, obviously there are so many people that are looking to help one another. It's not just about, you know, trying to figure out what the opportunity is for you, but how can I help? somebody else your business simply living journey for wellness and nutrition hones in on our gut health following the gut the most important part why did you choose that in particular so i chose gut health um, to focus on because it is where 90% of our immune system lives. It is the most important part of the body to pay attention to. And it's where, you know, all the neurotransmitters are that produce serotonin. It's, you know, there is a connection between the gut and the brain. And, you know, they say the gut is the second brain. Most of the communication, 90% of the communication goes from the gut to the brain versus 10% of the communication goes from the brain to the gut. So it's really important to take care of the gut in order to take care of your health. There's so many layers to wellness, um, you know, when taking a holistic approach to health, then knowing that, you know, your thoughts feed your health and your stress and your, you know, how you just go about life feeds into your health. It's not just what's on your plate, though that's important, but it's, you know, everything else that comes up in your day-to-day life. I guess the reverse is true. Our health also feeds our thoughts. We wake up with that crappy feeling in our belly for whatever reason. We ate something that doesn't agree with us, maybe indulge too much, a bad night's sleep. It could get, it could be a vicious cycle, you know, that just, it just feeds. If you don't get enough sleep, if you don't get good quality sleep, it starts you off on the wrong foot. You make different, you make poor choices as far as food and exercise. You're not feeling, you know, up to exercising maybe that day and moving. It just is this cycle trying to develop new healthy habits. You know, it's not about one thing feeds the next. It's hard to figure out what really started Mm -hmm. it, but it's trying to stop that cycle in its track and, and move forward in a different way. And, you know, I always tell my clients that, you know, just to be compassionate with yourself and that it's more of a marathon than a sprint. You know, it's taking it one day at a time and, and developing these habits that make you feel good mm-hmm. and bring you joy. And, you know, if it's, if it's, you know, the food that you're eating, you know, if you miss a day of, you know, healthy eating or exercise, or if you have a lapse, like it's not the end of the world. One day, one week, one month, it's not going to you know, hurt you. It's really just con- going back to that, going back to your healthy habits as you, you know, kind of lapse from them. So I always go with the 80-20 rule, like as long as you're doing, you know, healthy 
habits, you know, 80% of the time, the 20% is really not going to hurt you. In fact, it's going to probably bring you joy and make you and bring you happiness. Following a regime, like a diet or just proper nutrition, particularly for someone who's brand new to it, it is daunting. And we tend to beat ourselves up and jump off the whole train altogether, rather than just allowing that little bump in the road. And that diet mentality is actually, it, it doesn't work. It's not proven to work. We always, you know, most people fail um, from diets because they're too restrictive. And it really hurts us emotionally too. And harder on ourselves that we failed this diet, but it's really the process that doesn't work. From IIN, they teach us to crowd out. So we crowd out food that does not have nutritional value and we crowd in you know, the fruits and the vegetables and the whole food, we are, you know, for our gut health, we really need these nutrients. We really need the fiber from plants to keep our gut microbiome healthy and to keep things moving and to keep things, you know, to stay healthy. Your website and your blog is very informative and, and describes it in, in uh, great detail. I have two one-on-one coaching opportunities, either three months or six months. Um, Some clients like starting with three months to see how they, to see how it goes and then end up extending for six months. And I have clients that extend for even a year. You know, some people just need that accountability. So they like to have these calls, but it's definitely about developing the mindsets and the habits and, and really looking at the thoughts behind your habits. But if you don't believe that you can be a healthy person, or if you have a limiting belief that's blocking you from making those healthy choices, then we have to dig deep into those. And we have to see, you know, whether emotional eating takes into play and, you know, if it's stress eating, you know, how can we cope with stress in different ways and what, and crowding in, like what things bring you joy. So we talk about crowding out the unhealthy foods. Um, but it's also about crowding out the unhealthy habits. And, and sometimes we have to, you know, take a deeper look at those. So I always say like, make a list of your habits, you know, t- take me through your day and let's see, because sometimes it's unconscious. It's on autopilot. We've been doing it for years that we don't even realize we're doing it. So it's, really? you know, it's, it's kind of going through, going through and seeing where you are. Um, and maybe what's stopping you and maybe it's a limiting belief that you're like, oh, I didn't even think that. But clients have said, wow, I didn't realize I had all these choices. You now have more choices. You always had these choices. You just didn't see them. Oftentimes we choose a field to pursue because it's a pain point, as we've heard many others identified it. As Kathy Heller says, it's, your mess is your message. So was gut health a pain point for you? What attracted you to focusing on that area? I think it was more to do with the gut-brain access, and it was more to do with how our gut health also supports our brain health. I always wanted, you know, my goal and my passion is to be independent as long as I can and to live and age well. Um, And supporting our brain health is by supporting our gut health. You know, and, you know, so many people later in life are getting diagnosed with like Alzheimer's and dementia and that I really wanted to focus on, well, what's causing that? And some is genetic, some is hereditary, but 
what's causing it and what can I do now to make me healthier for the future, to make me, to allow me to live that life that I want to live at 80, 90, maybe even 100 years old. We're now hearing a lot of linkage between the Alzheimer's and dementia related to protein in the brain. Correct me if I'm wrong, but give us just a little explanation of what might be going on there. Depends on the person. So everybody is bio-individual and we all have our own poisons. So some people, it could be gluten or some people it could be dairy. If we have a sensitivity or if something is causing inflammation in our body for too long, you know, the, the chronic stress of that inflammation. Also, if you've heard of the term leaky gut, right, um, it, right, it also goes into a new term, leaky brain. So it's that inflammation that started in the gut is actually, you know, our vagus nerve is where it's connected. That's leading to inflammation in the brain. And that's leading to, if there's chronic inflammation in the brain, that's also leading to the cognitive decline. I was fascinated already with the, the dramatic pivot you took from one hospitality in, industry to healing, but you're still there to be of service to others. Beautiful. We'll thank Disney for that. <laughs> but I too, it was a gut health issue that really led me down a new path as well to explore my health and had a lot to do with the fact that my it was my liver. It was so over toxic, but not from chemicals or what I was taking in. It was from the stress that I had been under for several years. And then I started exploring. I think I just heard something. Somebody said that the liver filters, not just the bad crap in our food, but the bad crap in our thoughts and our stresses. And it can get overtaxed as well. And that's what was happening. It was passing it on to my kidney and my gallbladder and my adrenal glands were thrown off. And I, it led me down my own journey and my personal discovery journey, but it all started with a food sensitivity test. When I discovered that foods that I thought I could enjoy and even healthy foods were like you said, my poison. You know, I think coming from such a busy world before the pandemic, it just, it didn't allow for me to make certain connections. And having this time to really learn what to look for, you know, keeping a food diary and learning what to look for has helped me make those connections, you know, during this, during this time. And I've explored, um, you know, elimination diets like the Whole30 and trying to figure out what my triggers were. But definitely keeping that food diary and it you know it's not about counting calories or, or anything like that but it's about connecting what foods did I eat today and how did it make me feel you know an hour three hours or even three days later because it depends on how how fast your cycle goes but you know it could you could feel symptoms up to three days later ah interesting so yeah so and it's you know, some foods can lead to brain fog and some foods can lead to just an upset stomach. And they could be this, those two symptoms could be triggered from the same food because of the vagus nerve connection because of the leaky gut and the leaky brain concept. It's funny when you mentioned that when you're reading my blogs, um, it's something I didn't tell you yet, but I was, you know, in, in 2020, we're like, we're at home, we're like trying to clean through things probably. And we're trying to get rid of you know, lighten the load in the house. And 
I was going through a lot of um, paperwork and schoolwork from high school and college. And I came across this article I wrote about how to cope with stress as a teenager. And I talked and I talked about, you know, sleep, nutrition, and exercise being the key to reducing stress. And I said, oh my God, I just wrote a blog about this and it's 20 years later. So it kind of like came for full circle for me to say, okay, maybe I was meant to be doing this. This is a sign. I took it as a sign from the universe because I didn't save every paper I wrote, but I saved this one for some reason. Mind blown that I wrote this 20 years ago as, you know, probably 17 or 18 years old. It's like we had said at the beginning of our episode, it said we have been preparing ourselves all along for that ultimate purpose. Oprah Winfrey had said it wonderfully, was quoted as saying, your job is to figure out your why right here and get to work doing it. And it was like the wake up call, pow, pow. <laughs> and so sharing, hearing what you have to say in your journey, that wake up call, trusting your gut. That is exactly what we're gonna call your podcast, trust your gut. <laughs> It was certainly a wake up call for sure. Um, and it's funny because, you know, in, in listening to Brene Brown and Marianne Williamson and even Oprah, because you mm -hmm. mentioned Oprah, I had wrote down um, something that, you know, the six steps to motivation that Oprah shared was be the master of your fate, find your calling, do what feels right, have a bigger vision, serve your soul and live the dream. Nice. And so I had to, you know, some of these become mantras to, you know, remember and listen to each day just to keep moving forward and, and you know, making sure that I'm standing in my purpose and, and not hiding and not, you know, getting scared, but moving forward. And even if I am scared, still moving forward, not backwards. And what we're supposed to be doing right now is jumping on to flashcards. <laughs> You know, my husband, he listens to my podcast and he's like, oh, finally, I love this part. Flashcards. I don't Flash know cards. what it is. Flashcards. <laughs> Your first word. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Mindset. Choices. Oh. We have choices. You know, it's how we look at our circumstances and how we you know, how we choose to think and how we choose to respond to them. So we can look at problems as they are problems, or we can look at it as a puzzle as something to solve. Um, so definitely just knowing that, you know, we have choices, I think is, you know, keeping that positive mindset and, and moving forward. I love that. I never know what kind of an answer I'm going to get, but when I hear <laughs> different perspectives, it's, Again, just helps you open your mind. All right, your next word, childlike spirit. Fearless. Oh, wow. So I remember being, you know, as a child, my mom would always tell me, you know, if she couldn't find me at the playground, she always looked at the highest point of the playground and she knew that's where she would find me. I was a climber. I, I did things without fear and I was probably too small to be in those high places at the time, but you know, I did it without being scared. And I yeah. just, 
did what I wanted to do. And I think that that's kind of where we need to come back to sometimes. Like we grow up and we learn fear and we have to kind of unlearn it. Yes. And really push ourselves. To dive in or climb to those higher rings on the ladder to get to that ultimate goal. Beautiful. Your next word is vulnerability. Well, we talked about Brene Brown, so definitely courage, right? Um, yes. Definitely just, I think I've found more vulnerability this year and being vulnerable with myself and not being afraid to open up. One more thing to add to that is that we've found more compassion for each other through this year. And I think that's what allowed mm-hmm. us to also be vulnerable is just having more compassion for each other. That's and, true. You know, you don't know what the other person has gone through or just going through and it's just kind of, you know, taking a step back and just showing that compassion um, and, and being more patient, I think. Yeah. I have a little mantra. I like to say, how am I going to show up in the world today? Am I going to show up being compassionate, caring, competent? You know, these are some of the qualities, the C qualities, I call them, the Cs. I love it. All right. So your next word is mastery. Consistency. Okay. Or patience. Um, I think to be a master at anything, you have to learn from others. You have to you know, spend a lot of time in it, right? They say that if you spend 10,000 hours in, in something, you become an expert. So you need to spend time in it. You need to show up, you need to fail, you need to learn, um, and you need to just keep being consistent with it. And it normally it'll, it'll align with your purpose too, because you're passionate about it and you enjoy just spending that time learning and growing in that, um, in that space. And by that definition, we can all be masters if we just follow, follow that instinct, that impulse to go for it. Absolutely. Yeah, beautifully, beautifully said. All right, this is a part of the conversation, our episode that we talk about a book. And we've mentioned a couple of great authors in this episode already, but tell me what is your favorite all-time read, maybe last year, currently right now, or as a young 17-year-old giving your older self some great advice (laughs) so there's so many books obviously and reading has been my focus through this pandemic I always felt like I didn't have enough time to read prior to last year was a return to love by Marianne Williamson and you know she it was her reflection on the course of miracles and it was really pivotal for me in learning um, that people do things out of love or out of fear. And when you look at it that way, it's, you know, it's seeing, you know, how a person responds. If it's not loving, it's, you know, they're hiding behind a fear. Um, Mm. I thought that was, you know, a really good book. Um, And she also said, you know, our minds create our experience. Um, You know, it's, you know, how our brain is a biocomputer and we manufacture these thoughts. You know, if you think success, you'll get it. And if you expect to fail, you will. She definitely had some, you know, mindset lessons in there as well that I really Mm -hmm. appreciated. We're going to share that book with our listeners. I'm going to jump on and take a look at that one as well. And that's so interesting because 
when you say she talks about the mind creates our experiences and you're working on a program, the gateway to the mind is the gut health. To ignore it, we, we maybe feel the signs, but we tend to say, oh, it's okay, it'll go away, or I'll just take a pill and, you know, it'll really suppress the symptoms, but it doesn't treat the root cause. Um, but it's, you know, it's kind of bringing that feeling that you're, you know, that pain or that feeling up and, and really looking at it and saying, okay, there is something physically wrong with my body. I need to go to the doctor. I need to check it out. I need to take better care of myself to your aware like bring it more to your consciousness and your awareness and and really stop um ignoring it you've given us some really good advice um it sounds like your program is amazing and that you're there to follow them through every step of the way with your one-on-one -on -one calls coaching just reassuring them giving them that connection that community that that their need can be a very daunting journey when we tackle our nutrition. Well, and it also seems overwhelming and we have to make all these changes. And how I came about Simply Living was just to find ways to change things in simple steps and meet and break it down and, and really kind of uncomplicate things. Because there's so much advice out there and it's really you know, it's really zoning in on what works for you and what works for your lifestyle and personalizing it to you. Um, so I just, I'm hoping, you know, through my program, I take away the overwhelm. I break it down to the basics and to some steps that work for you. And I'm, you know, I'm here to show up for you and help you and support you and, you know, see what the setbacks are, see what the obstacles are and find a way to overcome them. Awesome. So tell our listeners, where can they find you? So they can find me at simplylivingjourney.com. And I'm also on Instagram at simplylivingjourney. Um, so I have those two platforms. And I just started speaking on Clubhouse every Wednesday at 8 a.m. And my handle there is Christine SLJ. It's 8 a.m. Eastern Time. 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Us on the Pacific, that's 5 a.m. Nothing like a good wake-up call to some for <laughs> refreshing conversation. <laughs> Chris, it's been amazing to have you on this program. I'm just delighted to share your story. I'm, I'm really excited how we came to be. It really is an example, a testimony of how the universe has got our back. Entrepreneurs and solopreneurs can really help each other through the pandemic, through the shift, through the pivot, through the pain, by just coming to a platform. That platform is my Unfax podcast. So, yes, I'm so happy to help um, share any knowledge that I can about health and wellness with you and your audience. And thank you so much for having me. My big takeaway from this conversation with Chris is number one, serendipity, or even better, synchronicity is alive and well, folks. Synchronicity is believed to be that form of guidance from our higher self, a way of showing us where to go and what to do next in life, like a little nudge to follow those impulses. And many of us are coming to the understanding in this pandemic wake-up call that is, it is a spiritual awakening direct and unfiltered messages from our spirit guides. That's how I landed on this mastermind group and probably my third one this year, I think. And it's also how Christine landed in the same group. 
And that's how many of us are landing where we are meant to be right now, here, today. And that's a whole other topic. And I'm going to go deeper into this phenomenon in a later episode. So stay tuned for that. My second takeaway has a lot to do with the first. The impulse is that gut instinct is real. And there's a conversation going on between the gut and the brain that needs to be acknowledged and ought to be respected. Food and nutrition play a huge role in that conversation. It's either an enabler or an obstacle. It's also widely complicated and figuring it out takes a lot of effort and the help of others like Chris. Do you remember what she said? That the signs and symptoms of what we ate can show up even a few hours to a few days later after consumption. I've always had this inkling that there's been more to the mystery of food and it's led me down my own crazy journey of self-discovery of food sensitivities and food combinations and the ill effects of additives in our system. And my last takeaway is that part about vulnerability. Now, if you've been listening to my episodes, we talk about this word frequently and its meaning differs for many people. But one thing that is almost universal among all my guests is that there's this element of courage involved with vulnerability. The authenticity I keep advocating for, that shredding of the outside armor and showing up real just who you are in that moment. It's about telling your story and showing the world those little nuggets of facts and experiences that shape who you are. Chris said she didn't want the identity attached to the hotel industry, but her Disney experience told her that she wanted to create wonderful experiences for others. She followed her inclination and is now of service to others by addressing some of their biggest pain points. If you're looking to make changes and don't know where to start, go to simplylivingjourney.com. You can sign up for a free discovery call. Chris will talk you through where you are now, where you want to be, and how to take those small steps on this journey to simply live healthier and happier. You can also find her on Instagram and Facebook. Her handle is at Simply Living Journey. That's a wrap for today. Thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned for next week. We are going to talk to somebody who's going to get deeper into those fears and limiting beliefs that might be also standing in the way of our journey to healthier and happier lives. Each episode of Unfacts comes with a healthy dose of references to great authors and a chat about books. In this episode, we mentioned Don't Keep Your Day Job by Kathy Heller and A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. Unfaxed is a podcast by MGG Communications, Inc. I am your host, Mary Lee. Hey, if you're enjoying listening to these episodes about entrepreneurs, go ahead and subscribe and share. Tell your friends and maybe even write a review on Apple Podcast because it's an algorithm. And the way it works is the more reviews, the higher it climbs, and then I'm more easily found. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned for more episodes of amazing entrepreneurs telling their backstory, showing their authenticity, who they are, what they do, and why they do it. And remember, at MGG Inc., our business is telling your business. <laughs>